0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Buckeye Bobass with Haven and the boy. And today we're thinking about Betty Crocker ready to spread frosting.
1: (laughs) Right. Quite exciting indeed, as we continue uh, in mid-December here. Uh, Bowl season right around the corner. In fact, tomorrow as we record this, a couple of group of five matchups. So uh, as much as the integrity of bowl season has diminished, uh, we still have college football, which is fun to watch, especially before Christmas. So that's exciting, of course. uh, Quite somber as well as we uh, talk about a little bit and dedicate this episode to the one and only uh, pirate himself, Mike Leach, uh, who passed away earlier this week. Rest in peace, or, Coach Leach. All or right, or you know, I, I
0: should have let off the episode with me pirate boys now. But of course I didn't. I would have to go with it now. Um, I am very sad about uh, Mike Leach. I, I mean, seriously, it's one of those... Um, you, know, you have deaths that happen all the time with with uh, celebrities, with with um, you know entertainers and you know sports people. It doesn't really faze you, but uh, yeah, uh, it really hit. You know, when when you saw the news that Mike Leach had passed, we talked about him so many times uh, on on here because he's hilarious or he was hilarious, uh, and he was a good coach. You know, I kind of used him as an example. You want to try to pull people apart from their extremes when the you know, coach is either really, really good or really, really bad. Um, no, there's in between. And, and then there are some that are, you know, that are good and some that are you know kind of above average. And I think that's Mike Leach is an above average coach um, and just was a joy um, to listen to. It was one of those things if you were thumbing through all the million um, TV stations and whatnot uh, to, um, or whatever you're streaming, uh, or listening to, it didn't matter. You would stop, or at least I would, if you heard Mike Leach, right? Either he's coming up, he's going to be on, or you heard him talking, uh, just because you, you were waiting for him to say something funny. Um, and so, yeah, I, I thought it was definitely a loss.
1: Absolutely. Obviously uh, a great coach in his own right, you know, obviously an innovator of the sport, bringing the air raid uh, to college football really to fruition, Uh, big name programs, especially Texas tech uh, and winning some uh, big games uh, with that style, uh, bringing it to many different conferences, Washington state to Mississippi state uh, making uh, an offense that is somewhat tough to coach against especially if you don't have the right talent so uh i do encourage you to uh, if you do like you know just football stories uh from his coaching time both personally definitely go listen to joel klatt's episode uh, he did a fantastic job uh, kind of remembering michael leach that was that was a great episode uh but just from us from a fan perspective Yeah, absolutely. I I can remember countless times saying, hey, did you hear what Mike Leach said again? You know, whether it was uh, a tidbit on marriage advice uh, or what he likes for Thanksgiving, uh, you know, just random stuff like that. Uh, He was never afraid to speak his mind. Uh, Whatever popped into his head, whatever he wanted to say, he went ahead and said it. Uh, And it was gold every time. So, uh, definitely gonna miss that. Uh, definitely, definitely stinks. He was uh, we both talked about. it, He was both of our favorite uh, honorary coach, yes. uh, Outside of anything Ohio State, so yep. uh, definitely will be missed. Definitely,
0: yeah. You're right. You know, an innovator as well, and that that gets talked about a lot uh, with the air raid. And frankly, it. it, it it by itself probably makes for an interesting, you know, layperson's conversation or bombast, if you will, um, about the air raid and its evolution and some of these, um, you know, offshoots, so to speak. In um, and, and, and draw that back around to kind of Mike Leach and in what I said, you know, he's an above average coach. Uh Win some big games, right? He, 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 uh, you know, 11 and 2 record, uh, several times in different places. Um, many bowl games, I think, in his many years, I think he only missed bowl games twice. So, so, so really good. But you, he, he was one of those where you could pretty much figure out which games they're going to lose, right? They were going to lose three or four games a year. Sometimes they'd have that off year. Uh, Sometimes that really good year for them. Um, But you just wonder how much of it goes back to the air raid and how it's evolved and and, and who's done what with it. Because you got Lincoln Riley out there um, who seems to have evolved it to the point where he can beat more of those teams. But you can still pretty much guess um, when Lincoln Riley's going to lose. Seems to be a bit better than than where Mike Leach was, but, you know, and I'm getting off on a wild tangent here, and that's why I said you, you you could talk about that legacy just by itself, the air raid, you know, his innovation of that, the air raid, and that legacy, how it's evolved, and what does it really mean, and stuff like that, so, um, yep, I, I think I'll just kind of close it off there, clearly, it's not, uh, mindless platitudes, um, Anytime someone passes away, it is a, a bad thing. It's a negative thing. You want to get your condolences out there. I think too often, though, a lot of people just kind of throw stuff out there, um, you know, because they want to to, to emphasize. Don't oh, know. I, I I feel pain. Right. Uh, this is genuine. You know. I think, like you said, our honorary uh, favorite coach, and uh,
1: definitely sad. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned. Legacy too. I mean, it's still coming to to programs, uh, you know, across the country. Luke Fickle now is bringing some version of it to uh, Wisconsin, so uh, that'll be interesting to see. Isn't as well. that wild? And kind of how, yeah, kind of how that evolves in a uh, in a team that uh, could be you know the complete opposite, and you, and always has been from that. So, uh, yeah, it'll be. It'll be interesting to watch that. But you mentioned yeah, Lincoln Riley had a has a, had a slew of coaches both in college and the NFL that have had success with that system. So yeah, uh, pretty cool, pretty cool. Now that you mentioned that about
0: Fickle. I, just very quickly on that one, because that that is you, you wonder how long number one the conversations were going on between uh, Wisconsin and, and Fickle. Um. And then, you know, beyond that, what were the conversations about? Because as Ohio State fans, you know, we were happy to see Urban Meyer come in, supplant Fickle, um, but we were equally happy to see Fickle succeed and then um, envy. Hey, whoever gets Fickle, you know, we might want him in the future. But during that whole thing, I think without saying it, I think the implication has been that fickle is kind of more trestle than Meyer. Um, Now I haven't seen anybody or heard anybody say that or seen it. It's just that that's the feeling I get that. And so, yeah, that, that would fit at Wisconsin. You know, talk about Alvarez and Bielema and Crist and, you know, you need to have that culture continue. So how did those conversations go? Hey, we're going to bring in Fickle. He's kind of like Tressel, And I think Tressel has a lot of what we like, you know. Um, comes in, brings in an air raid. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be interesting, you know. Because um, I was thinking, how is he going to get recruits continuously to come? You know, you're gonna get that initial buzz. Hey, fickle playoff guy. He's at Wisconsin now. He's pretty good. We're gonna go play for him. But ooh, wow, huh? It's January, man. I'm freezing my butt off here in Wisconsin. You know, um, so maybe that's it, right? He he really spices it up, you know, and and, and you know, brings even more in uh based off of some flair of the air raid. That would be very interesting. You know, how can you apply the principles of Urban Meyer and Jim Trestle to the air raid? That would be that would be kind of cool. Perfect it. Perfect it and then we'll probably be ready for you at Ohio State. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, That would be pretty cool. I mean, he's already had two quarterbacks transfer from Wisconsin. So, uh, yeah, obviously you got to have the right guy for that system. So, yeah, that'll be interesting in its own right.
0: Muy Uh, Especially since
1: uh, offensive linemen are are so coveted uh, at Wisconsin. You think if you get a decent quarterback, you you could uh, fit that in somewhat seamlessly. But, yeah, time will tell. You know, some Uh, other news from... Sorry, just quickly, I was going to say, some
0: coaches, you know, they they like to have their players read books. So, Fickle, the first book he should have his players read, is one of Mike Leach's books, one of his two books that he wrote. Especially since they're going to have an air raid guy coming in.
1: Okay, sorry, go on. Yep. Yes and uh some quick you know just information we've heard uh thus far regarding the uh peach of uh, Ohio State's Trivion Henderson out uh for the remainder of the year which isn't too surprising uh ever since we knew he had a uh fractured foot would likely need surgery we knew he probably wasn't going to play so it's I don't think a huge deal I think a bigger deal some guys actually have to, some guys actually have time to get healthy like Mayan Williams uh to be back uh, hopefully he'll he'll be near 100% uh him and Dalton Hayden hopefully have a a good core of running backs back for that game uh Cameron Brown looks to be back and healthy uh we're going to need all the depth we can get in the uh in the secondary uh because they're going to have a tall task ahead of them as we know uh, and as we'll kind of discuss more of uh, here in the upcoming weeks. But uh, so far, you know, especially from what we've seen in media days, uh, it definitely seems like the, you know, Buckeyes are taking this challenge Uh, definitely seem to be angry, especially CJ Uh, and even citing Justin Fields in, in regards to playoff performance in what he did against Clemson. And so, yeah, I think these guys are chomping at the bit. And like I always said, as soon as this matchup was announced, Ryan Day has had his teams prepared and in these playoff games when he's had them. And so I think they'll be prepared. I think they'll be ready. Uh, obviously, the weaknesses are still there, and we'll discuss those. But it just makes me more excited. Uh, as we get closer, I think we're officially – two weeks away now or about there
0: yeah isn't that wild uh, tomorrow uh two days or two days away right um right now we're 16 days out so two days away from two weeks yeah so
1: just yeah, about to so two about weeks, two weeks so. yeah just about to two weeks away which is pretty awesome uh getting closer and yeah, getting more excited every day for it
0: yeah yeah, um, well, and that's just it. You know, you talk about you know some of the in, in, injuries. Um, Henderson being out, hoping because I think it's still hoping right now that Mayan Williams will be good to go. Um, and, and and with with some of that, you know, just over the past week or so, going out there and on on them, their internet and reading what some of the papers got to say about this here game and how they are feeling. Um, some interesting things, Uh, you know, the mystery of Dallin Hayden is still a thing, right? It feels like every other day, somebody is still asking what the heck happened with Hayden. Um, you know, the Michigan game. Now I haven't really read any of the comments that, well, I've read some of the comments. I haven't like clicked on any and read in depth what some of the people are saying on the message boards because I don't know how true they are um but what i gleaned uh from the ones i did uh browse through is it feels like people think he was having fumbolitis, maybe uh, in practices uh i don't know but it's still a mystery you know so people are talking about the mystery of Dallin Hayden uh talking about um frankly the amount of yards that LSU put up on Georgia um, you know to give ourselves hope that um you know we can do the same thing and which just kind of leads back to this idea that things just feel weird right now for me you know you talk about getting excited um i don't know that i'm there yet uh, I, I i'm really not sure what to think yet about this game and, and it does feel like when i when i do go out and and catch a few things feels like Folks are trying to talk themselves into believing that Ohio State can win this game. Uh, I see a lot of comparisons attempting to be made. People have actually written articles about it, which, uh, frankly, you know, if, if I were to write a post with, with a headline of some of these, I would get butchered. Uh, but people are actually trying to compare 2014 and 2002 to this year's team. And I think very poorly, and I think that's why it's just not resonating. I think folks are trying to take things like that and kind of manufacture some excitement because they're just not sure. I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that uh, uh, I think we're going to get crushed um, because I genuinely believe that we have a capable team. Of not only not getting crushed but winning the game, um, but I still just, just don't know really what to think right now. And I do think that uh, some of the uh, excitement out there is being partially not yours. Not not saying this is you, but just generally, you know, people are trying to uh, manufacture uh, some
1: excitement out there. It just seems a little little odd right now. Sure. And yeah, I see that too. And yeah, frankly, I mean, where I'm at, I'm just excited because I, like you, I, we have a fully capable team and I believe we can win frankly right now. Uh, I still am of the opinion that I don't think we're going to win the game. Uh, just based off what I've seen the second half of the year and how the team is, has been playing. It was much different. Uh, Ohio state was building up in 2014 and they hit that crescendo, uh, you know, kind of like a, a volcano eruption when just everything came to fruition against Wisconsin. It's been quite the opposite. Right. Uh, you know, we hit that decrescendo against Michigan. And yeah, uh, that, a lot of stuff makes me nervous. And I still am. I, I, I'm I'm, wishful. I think we can beat Georgia right now at this moment. I don't think we will. Uh, but I'm still excited uh, because I, I know how they can play. And maybe I'm manufacturing... Some of that, uh, but as we get closer, you, you know what we're playing for. Uh, you know who we're playing. I I already know it's going to be a good game, so I, I kind of I'm kind of I guess in in the middle, you know, of, of both of those trains of thought. Yeah, I,
0: yeah, I, I agree with, with with some of that, and I think uh, you know I too. It, it's good that it's Georgia, and not. Um, Michigan or TCU? Uh, TCU, I think, is a pretty good team. And I think a team like TCU, I think Ohio State would end up taking lightly. Um, I think Michigan, I just think it would be, to me, similar to that Clemson game in 2020 where they just basically left everything out there. On that field that day, and didn't have anything left in the tank. Um, you know, the the incredibly terrible defense, notwithstanding that Kerry Coombs was trying to traipse out there. Uh, you could also tell that they were basically wiped. Um, that they spent everything in the Clemson game, and 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 if I do think that they would do that against Michigan, I, I think they would just run roughshod on Michigan in a semifinal. Um, and just spend it all, right? So I think it's good that they have Georgia because I do think it it allows them to, um, you know, ease into that kind of, you know, excitement themselves, right? You know, not just go full throttle in that semifinal, get up the right amount that they need and get through that and, and be ready to, 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 to go again. So um, I don't know. Uh the one of one of the things that does strike me is you know if we were to just look at the last half of the year in ranked teams, you know, uh Ohio State is not looking like a top four team. Um but the thing is is you do look at the composite and yes, they are deserving of the number four spot. And it is when you throw all of that first half of the year stuff in it, that's where you see that this is a team capable. You know, I look at Michigan. I think they're a better team this year than they were last year. Uh, but I still see Ohio State ceiling is much higher. Um, much more capable. I think a rematch between Michigan and Georgia would look very much like last year. I don't think it would be very much different. Um Ohio State on the other hand, yeah, I could see Ohio State looking like Michigan did last year against Georgia, but I can also see Ohio State beating and even, you know, possibly putting a hurt on Georgia, right? So so that that ceiling is there and that's why I'm 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 trying to manufacture some excitement. <laughs>
1: Well, we'll definitely talk more about it as we get into the matchups uh, in a future episode. Uh, there are other bowl games before that, then. Well, before uh, sixteen. Be, fact, before, before we before get to Chris, the other bowl
0: games, there's one other thing that uh, sure.
1: Um, you know, out
0: there on 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 the internet, um, you know, last sure. year after the Michigan game, you know, I think people, I, I think, I think. The facts are that a at least a couple of players had the flu, right? But it feels like folks have convinced themselves that, you know, practically the whole team had the flu, you know, and that's why we lost. Um, I feel that, um, you know, right now folks are convincing themselves that... Jim Knowles just went all out in this Michigan game. It's completely uncharacteristic. And therefore, you are going to see a different defense uh, against Georgia, right? And that's kind of what people are talking about. So I did find it interesting because um, one of them cited a podcast that cited some guy who's supposed to know, right? Um, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, you watch uh, every single one of it. Oh, I think it was Joel Clatt. I think Joel Klatt was saying that absolutely um, he could not figure out, Joel Klatt could not figure out why Jim Knowles was being so aggressive the whole game. He says that the stuff that Knowles was doing was clearly being done for Michigan's benefit. Uh, it was completely breaking you know, his mold for the entire year, basically, um, and was just puzzled by it. So, again, one of those things that, that are helping us to manufacture some hope. Why? Because that ceiling's there. Uh, at the end of the day... I do think Jim Knowles is going to come back down to earth because it's Georgia, right? It's not Michigan again, right? He's He'll have a bit more time to think about that now. Um, he can go back to being his Jim Knowles self and, okay, well, what would I do normally for Georgia, right? Um, so there you go
1: know about that I do listen to a lot of Joel clatt and I haven't heard him say that maybe he did but even so uh yeah I I don't think schemes really gonna change that much I do think they should play more linebackers I don't think that's gonna happen uh it's still gonna be kind of same formations and and different looks it is interesting from uh, you know from hearing from the players in media days that uh, they don't really watch specific games and more that they just watch and tells from, from the players themselves, uh, as to, um, you know, kind of what plays, you know, slash schemes they're running. So, uh, it, it, it'll be interesting, I guess, from that aspect, how much film they watch and, and how much they actually, you know, practice based off that and, and what that looks like. Obviously no idea. Uh, you know, cause, cause we're not there. We don't actually play the game. Uh, and so it's obviously really tough to know what that actually looks like, but I just thought that was a little bit interesting.
0: That ends another fantastic episode of Buckeye Born Boss with Bill and the Boy, right? I a vast Roto.